verses 13 and 18 and i appreciate you vincent very much my own son vincent translator i hear you very much i was planning one day i would try to bless you thank you for your steadfastness very very faithful son as for vincent i will do that i was planning i hear you with the heal that night and mrs lumala after this they translate for the swahili very faithfully can we clap for them they're very powerful hallelujah with zeal that nobody's left behind right and so i want us to go step by step i know that it's a tall order we may not finish the whole thing this is big this is very big it may take some days to plow through this part the death of a believer that is the entire controversy that was being discussed in the book of first thessalonians chapter 4 verses 13 and 14 where there was this ignorance about basics of salvation basics that form the foundation of rapture if you noted very carefully what the lord was saying there as we begin he was essentially essentially saying in all the narrative we saw all the low hanging fruits those obvious observations we saw the lord was simply saying that the rapture is a function of how you live your christian life so you see let's not delink it right the rapture is determined by how you live your salvation that is serious so everything matters right thank you just give my daughter away so that she makes it thank you so much she belongs to this house with honor tell her to be peaceful we are waiting for her right don't even worry so we saw very clearly that the way you live your christian life on this earth determines whether you enter into the kingdom of god or not it's not an instant thing that you see at the last moment you're going to change and become a different christian and enter no so in other words in my opening brief i'm saying that the rapture of the church is actually a function of the cross and the blood of jesus now uh, we now starting to talk that it is founded on the cross and the blood of jesus because that is where we retrieve his death and resurrection and i was saying essentially that the rapture of the church is a function of your separation from the world have you been set apart for the lord because he's addressing himself here to those that have been set apart unto him set apart set apart i it's a summon god is summoning us the lord is summoning us to make sure we are diligent with salvation that you follow through if the word says you must be righteous you be righteous if the word says you must be set apart be set apart and even most importantly we saw what came out of there is that now we become more vigilant right even at our workplace even at home if there's anything that can draw you to sin you just reject it right you just obviously reject that thing you say i don't want to deal with this because now we know that this message the first part we got has reprioritized our value systems now we put greater value on the kingdom of god we put greater value on eternity with jesus because we always know that there is the other side of the coin right that if there is the entry into the kingdom of god there is also the entry into the lake of fire and those two you don't need to be a genius to choose the right one right it's an obvious choice in the marketplace right hallelujah 
And so, even as people are trying to retrace their seats, as I see, which, uh, they are welcome. We, we bless them for coming, uh, getting to their seats. We are packed here. Those who are tuned in globally, we are very packed here today in this conference. And it continues until tomorrow and the next day. Only on Saturday we are not doing this because the bishop, the, I released the senior bishops to go back to their stations. But on Monday we are here because we are here to serve. <laughs> Hallelujah. The only thing I'm requesting, please just make sure you take the transportation, okay? You don't do the food, okay? You don't do it by food because of uh, the obvious, right? Hallelujah. And so this is such a powerful family we have here. And all of you tuned in, Argentina, Brazil, Chile, El Salvador, Panama, Peru, Lima, Peru, Pisco, Peru, and all those cities of Peru. I know you're tuned in, Venezuela, Caracas. We're all the way to uh, Maturin, Puerto Daz, San Felix, Ferro Cruz, uh, Valencia, Maracay, all the cities tuned in. I know you're tuned in because we're coming your way soon. Uh, I want to know that this is a big moment for the church because the Lord is speaking directly to the church and the message is speaking is prioritizing eternity in the kingdom of God. And so there's no better time for the church to make capital of this than now. And so I want us now to focus on death, the death of a believer as was being discussed in First Thessalonians, which I'll read again here. Chapter 4, verses 13 and 14. You realize we're going to gravitate around there and see what the Lord is saying as we move forward. It's a very deep message, just bear with me. It may spread into two days, but it's yours for the taking, right? Hallelujah. Thank you. And remember, each of you that is sitting here, any of you or all of you sitting here, you are most welcome. This is your right. This home is your right. Don't say, I feel less. I'm not a bishop. I'm not a pastor. I'm just a widow. I'm just an orphan. No, 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 no. This is your home. Hallelujah. And so you can be rest assured that you are comfortable here and you are most welcome here. And for me, it's a lot of joy in my heart because I've always longed to mingle with you. Because you know the way sometimes there's a lot of uh, systems around, right? But now, look, we are mingling together. I can see how you're doing. I can pray for you and bless you, right? Hallelujah. Which we'll do tonight. And you'll have very serious breakthroughs in your lives because we are prioritizing Jesus. I have spoken with my prophetic tongue, so it shall be in the mighty name of Jesus including eternity in the kingdom of glory. I have decreed those words with my tongue, and so you shall be a man. So sit down for a moment so Randy can play that clip when I commanded and said, I can now open the heaven even now. When he plays, so you know the tongue that has blessed you before we get started. Hallelujah. He's going to now play that... Uh, that clip, that is it. Let's listen. He will start again. Come to the land. It's a people. It's a people. Don't 
worry, blessed people. I am going to decree here tonight, and rain will come to the land, and the heavens will open over the land because I'm told that there is no rain in the land. In fact, I'm decreeing that right now. That the heavens will open over this land now. And the rain will now come. It will be massive rain. And then you will have a harvest. I've decreed these words strictly based on the words of my tongue. Strictly based on the enormity and the terribleness of the words of my tongue. So it shall be in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amina. So now there is rain coming. I can see rain coming. I see people running to the church actually. That is life, life, instant. So hold it a second. That is the level of authority of the tongue that has blessed you and said eternity in the kingdom of God. Sit down. Sit down. That door, I know that door is shut, right? It's shut here. Yeah, thank you, my son. That is the level of authority where when he finishes, he sees an instant vision. Instant vision. This is unbelievable. This is a very dreadful time in the life of the church. That is the level of authority and command. Oh, yes. Um, I need to go live on here today. <laughs> okay, thank you so much. I've just remembered. This past night, the Lord gave me a golden key. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I, 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 I. Actually, my heart sunk. <laughs> I, that is amazing. This past night, the Lord gave me a golden key. He gave me a golden key in my hand. The kind of gold is very special gold. Very special gold such that not just gold but also reflective. It was reflective. So the key was glowing with glory and gold. Hallelujah. And he says that key is the authority to open or shut heaven. Hallelujah. This night remind me in uh, Meru. In Meru when I, was, I went to do a meeting there in 2005, and then in that hotel at night, he gave me a huge golden key. Tonight again, he did it. This past night, that is amazing. I kept wanting to go on air. I almost missed it because the way we rushed to the world here and program, right? But very powerful. This past night, the Lord gave me a golden key, but the key is glorious. The gold is awesome. It's richer gold, but glorious as in shiny, reflective. Hallelujah. That is powerful. So let's watch this again now. Let's watch this again. I know it's on radio now. You see the level of authority. Also, you see the level of direct contact with Yahweh. That's why I call him my friend, the Lord Jehovah Elohim, Jehovah El Olam, the Creator, my friend. You can see the level of direct contact hotline. Direct contact is what you see here. This is historic. When you see this in the church, you need just to prepare, right? Because the message is clear. It's alarming. It is shocking, but most importantly, instructive, right? 
So let us begin it from square one now, so we can watch it full, so you can see the level of authority. It's unbelievable, because when he commands it, and then instantaneously, instant he sees the vision, it was on that place there, we called it Studio B, where uh, that was a global service from there, and we, she told us that she was translating in, in Portuguese in Brazil, it was very shocking. It was very shocking to them because shortly after that, the videos of rain appeared in Brazil. They were watching what's happening in Kenya here. Global. Global. Who can come on global TV and say, I'm going to command heaven to open and rain come. So take advantage of this voice. Submit under this voice and obey the instruction. The instruction is very clean. Repent, be holy, prepare, the Messiah is coming. So let's hear this. But you see the level of contact with God and authority. Heaven obeys instant, instantaneously. Don't worry, blessed people. I'm going to decree here tonight and rain will come to the land. And the heavens will open over the land because I'm told that there is no rain in the land. In fact, I'm decreeing that right now. That the heavens will open over this land now. And the rain will now come. There will be massive rain. And then you will have a harvest. I've decreed these words strictly based of the words of my tongue. So it shall be. So it shall be. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amina. So now there is rain coming. I can see rain coming. I see people running to the church actually. Right now I see people running to the church. This is life. But it is raining. It's raining on them. So the, the, so the trousers is being wet. I can see Just the trousers are being wet. Just pause it for a moment. There is a pause button. If you cannot, I'll put Eugene there. There's a pause and play. You can pause and I can say something. That is amazing. The Lord Yahweh, God the Father, the Creator, he is very powerful, right? And so you see, live, I was seeing in the studio somewhere there where you are seated, uh, Studio B. So instantaneously, I was now seeing, when I finished, rain is falling. I could see rain live. That's live vision. And the Lord knows I'm on global camera, so he makes it live. Hallelujah. And then look at this now. The trials I'm describing is the following. The Lord is very serious. Is some of my daughters dressed holy, running. They are running, but they are wearing trousers inside, so you cannot see. That is the trousers I'm talking about. <laughs> and then, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, so that is what the Lord was doing. God the Father was drawing my attention to that. They are my daughters, they are dressed holy, jacket, skirt, long, everything. You cannot tell. You cannot tell. But from here I was seeing that one of them is dressed on a trouser inside in the rain. So this is what the Lord is saying. There is deep here. There is deep here. I was thinking about it yesterday night. I was saying, wow, God the Father raising the issue that this person is cheating. At that critical, dreadful time. You understand the whole thing? So the Lord does many things at the same time. We have so much details. Like sometimes we get to know what all of you are thinking when I'm preaching here. 
So it's quite a lot. That's so much information, right? And so it's very powerful. And so that trouser is a lady wearing holy clothes. They were running. They were running to where they serve the Lord. And the Lord called this church. You understand? So very serious, blessed people. These are the days we live in. We are living in the eyes of the Lord. When the prophets of the Lord come to the land, then you know the eyes of the Lord are in the land. Hallelujah. And so that's how it is. Just finished because of time. We don't have much time. Coming. I can see rain coming. I see people running to the church actually. Right now I see people running to the church. This is life. That it is raining. It's raining on them. So the, the, so the trousers is being wet. I can see the trousers are getting wet up to near the knees. Because They're you see now what he's saying the there. What he's saying because now I was seeing because of the dust. The rain was beating the soil. And, f and reflecting, for, you know the way it beats and that in your trouser, right? That's what I was seeing, what I'm trying to describe there. Was beating the soil and falling on the trouser down there. That's what I was seeing. In fact, at one point, I think someone takes, th that takes a shoe and try to clean a shoe or something later. To, to whatever. I think that's another rain probably. But this is very detailed. God is in the details, right? Again, running and the dust and the rain is falling on the dust and it's dattening the, the you know the first rain right the dattening the trouser the, the shoe and the trouser very serious can you finish it now time is not on us that it is raining it's raining on them so the, the, so the trousers is being wet I can see the trousers are getting wet up to near the knees as they're running to enter the church as the rain is falling this is happening right now this is, this is the, the, the vision the Lord is showing me right now very serious very very serious so you I know they know themselves right the people that I'm talking about they know themselves hallelujah Maybe it's cold. They're saying it's cold. You know, if you asked me, I would not have an issue. I, I, don't, I don't get involved in that or dressing, you know. But then the Lord now raises it, highlights it, right? So that to him is serious. At, a, what, at what time? At a very serious hour of dreadful visitation. Because now this is called the visitation of the Godhead, this one here. This is now the identity, the biblical identity that the world has been waiting for. This one here. This is very serious. This is now the Father himself involved. That's why you see, he says that, look, he now steps into his office. He says, now strictly based on the word of my tongue, he, he now he steps into his office. And he takes the authority that God has given him now, he says, strictly based now on his words. That is enormous authority. You know, they have not used it mostly here. But that is enormous authority. He says, now, now strictly based on my authority, the authority of my words. Meaning, he walks, now he steps into his office. He walks into his office. He says, now, I am now taking charge. By virtue of the authority conferred upon me, now I decree this. That is tremendous. That is very fearful. But can we watch this now? Can we watch this? Continue. It's a vision the Lord is showing me right now. And the rain will now come. There will be massive rain. I don't know why he has cut, cut the clip like that professionally but that's okay we'll get some people to work on the glory of God play why is it then you will have a harvest based on the words of my tongue he repeats it 
know this is a global camera it was global that the whole world may know who has come that now still you cannot when there is a drought the owner of heaven has closed it and then you stand somewhere at you are now commanding it the owner has already shut it right so do you understand the level of contact very tight and he repeats he say he, he wants the whole world to know who he is you say now strictly based on the words of my tongue just make sure you catch that he says that that you may retrace back to the bible and know who it is and all this is by design by the lord hallelujah just play it and the rain will now come there will be massive rain and then you will have a harvest based on the words of my tongue now the heavens are going to open in this land and he's lifting if you noticed he's lifting the left prophetic finger right now that is the Lord's hand that is the one that is the hand okay I don't know why you are clapping but that is the hand that now is the Lord's hand. Yes, okay, you can clap if you want, but I'm just saying that these are very serious things. That that's the one that normally he lifts like this a cripples get up. That is now the one that is the Lord's hand if you did not know, if you are new in the ministry. Everybody knows that now. But you notice he lifting the left that is now the Lord's hand on. Do you remember the Lord saying that you shall be my hand on the earth, right? That is now the Lord's hand. And yesterday night, a golden key. I just remember that is very powerful. That's very, very powerful. Aye, aye, aye. That's very powerful. Hallelujah. Yes. So, but again, he is lifting the left prophetic hand. That is the only only say. Uh, now, now lifting up my left prophet. You, you can tell. Anyone can tell. One time, I think it was given to. There was a very senior person that watched it and said, "No." That, that the left hand that's now the one that's the lord's hand the lord's hand is that one the left one yes so there was someone who was i think was not even born again but he shocked us here he said no the one that's the lord's hand is the left one that that one there that's now the lord's hand so these are very deep things very serious just play right away and then instantly look at what happened across the country at night has been fulfilled the wonder of our times the biggest wonder of our times it is raining just as it was prophesied by the mightiest prophets of the Lord it is raining here 
Mount Elgon East Kaptama region is raining, it is raining, it is raining, it is raining by the mighty, mighty decree of the mightiest, mightiest, mightiest prophets of the Lord. And, in the, and, and as it went on in the other videos, he's playing. In the other videos, you hear them say, calling him by his biblical name. They say, You healed us. You did it. You have healed us. Look, you have done it. You have healed us. You have healed us. Heal the land. Very serious. So you can see this farm now. But now the rain is falling in this farm. But they have not received rain. They have not received rain for a long time. But now massive rain. Massive rain is really falling. Even as I'm talking now, it is raining on me. The rain is falling, falling massively, massively. According to the word of the mega, mega prophet of the Lord, massive rain. Even as you can see now, it is really pouring. It is really pouring. And it is very, very heavy. According to the words of the mega, mega prophet of Yahweh. So it is really pouring now. The rain is falling, falling everywhere. It is covering all this area. Very big time. But the more, the more months, months, they have not received any single rain until the two mega, mega prophets of Jehovah Yahweh step forward and they decree the rain, the rain. An entire Kenya is raining. Even here in my bed right now, it is raining, raining, raining massively. You can see the cloud, very heavy cloud, very heavy, very heavy. Indeed, for sure, the Lord has sent us the mightiest, mightiest prophet of Jehovah Yahweh, the preparers of the way. These are the fighters of the Messiah. These are the holy prophets of the Bible. This is Elijah, the most dreaded prophet of the Bible. Because who? Who can command heaven to bring rain? Who? Who in this, in this generation? Who? Until then, they step forward. When they step forward, look now. Look now, the rain is really falling according to their words, according to what they even commanded. They commanded heaven to bring rain. And they said, massive rain. Look now, it is raining heavily in the farms in my bed, the entire village. So you can see how even the soil is really absorbing water very fast, very quickly. You can see when the drop is serious. serious. It really So tell him when you get a chance, quickly, tell him it rained on his suit, we'll, I'll give him a new suit. For sure. <laughs> he's around. What is this? I did not know he's around. They have not received the rain. And That's my wrong son. I don't know. Keep them going. Thank you, Ascope. So Elijah, then we will the be trained on his suit. I'll give him a new suit, right? Thank you so much. Hallelujah. Very powerful. So can we get started? Can we get started? We, need, we, we, we don't have much time. So, so very serious. Uh, very serious. So you know the tongue that has blessed you. So now, First Thessalonians 
chapter 4 verses 13 to 18 so first thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13 i'm reading here it says brothers and sisters meaning the church we do not want you to be uninformed about those who sleep in death so that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope so he's taking two polar events one is to the extreme side this we call death with the cruelty of death the sadness and funeral and mourning and crying and pain and suffering and then hope on this side which is normally joy felicitation and everything happiness and he puts together only in the christian faith hallelujah why because christ jesus did overcome death so let me just read some of the things about death that I listed, I just tried to walk through them uh, off my mind. Number one, affliction. Number two, so the things that he's saying you should not worry about now. Hallelujah. Considering that Christ Jesus the Messiah has gone to the cross and died for you. That first resurrection, he's saying, by virtue of the first resurrection of Christ the Messiah, that glorious resurrection that you have been admitted into, then he says you should not worry anymore but those things he's saying that christ jesus these are just a few you can make your own list that christ of death they involve affliction sadness melancholy in other words adversity bereavement hopelessness misery dying suffering agony mortality despair funeral sorrow lamentation graveyard loss grief fear dread you can add on more whatever are we together and he's saying that these are the things that characterize the sting of death plus others loneliness abandonment you know and it says verse 14 here first thessalonians chapter 4 verse 14 he goes on to say for we believe that jesus died and rose again and so we believe that god raised him rather again we so for we believe that jesus died and rose again and so we believe that god will bring with jesus those who have fallen asleep in him so this is amazing he's touching on very powerful things that form the foundation of the christian faith he is touching on death and resurrection and we begin with the big one the death and resurrection of jesus hallelujah the glorious death and glorious resurrection of the messiah and then He's saying that in some way, because we have accepted Jesus, we are now linked. We are now shareholders. We have inheritance. We are now partakers. We can be part of that glorious resurrection of Jesus. That is serious. Mere mortal men, overwhelmed, overcome by death, hopeless, no hope. You remember John cried at the throne position, right? John cried at the throne when they found that there was nobody in the higher heavens, up there, higher heavens. They searched and searched again. 
And then they came into heaven and searched and searched again and found none. And then they came into the expanse, this heaven above where you have the galaxies, the constellations, the stars, the planetary heaven above here. They searched all the trillions of galaxies and tens of trillions of planets per galaxy. Ours is called the Milky Way galaxy. And the earth is just one of the small ones there. Our sun is one of the smallest suns. And yet we know for the earth, I think it's about 1.9 million earths by mass make up the sun, our small sun. We have huge boys, big boys up there like Sydney. Those are like 600 billion times the size of our sun, I think so. And then the next galaxy is called Andromeda, our neighbor. But you cannot get there. It's unreachable. And there are galaxies, even the Lord showed me, that have not been discovered. He took me up the end of the universe, and at that end, so the end is more like a metal. Because you hear, in fact, there, when we were passing, the Lord said, this is now very dangerous because the gravitational pull is very heavy here. Because what, when you send a spacecraft there, they pull the spacecraft to themselves and make it part of their matter. That's how strong and powerful the gravitational pull is there. But at the extreme end, there are many galaxies in there that have not been discovered. Then the Lord took me up to the very end. Even the oxygen tension is low. And the sound, because of the way it looks like a metal at the age, at the end of the universe creation, the sound is... Like, like a metal, as if there's a metal. Very serious. And he says, very, very clearly, that they looked throughout the entire of creation. They came to the earth and looked the entire earth, searched. They searched men, searched what? Did not find one worthy to touch the scroll. And then they went into the oceans and under the earth, the entire creation. And when John heard that nobody was found, he began to wail. The hopelessness of man revealed. A world without a Messiah. A world without Jesus. That is the hopelessness of the human being without a Savior. John began to wail bitterly. What shall we do? And then he says that the Messiah... The line of the tribe of Judah raised the David, the root of David. He has triumphed. And he says, he said, I, I wailed much. I wept much. He said, don't weep here. He has triumphed. So that is the one that had some high consideration of you. He had a serious consideration of you. And he decided that he is going to share his victory with you. So he joined you into his glorious victory over death. The glorious resurrection. That's what he's saying here. And so he's saying very clearly here. Verse 14 again. He's saying, for we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. This is very powerful because this came out of a question when they wondered whether the souls, you know there was a misteaching that went on there. A misteaching that 
kind of say the soul sleeps. And so they thought that those who have died before rapture, their souls have gone under, they are now asleep. So the question and fear was, when the rapture happens, will they also take advantage or benefit from the benefits of rapture? The coming of the Messiah, the grand reunion. Hallelujah. And that is when the Lord now told them, no, no, not at all, don't worry. In fact, heaven gives preference to them first. And that was such a consolation, a consoler. Hallelujah. But there are key things that emerge from this uh, conversation. The fact that uh, there was a misunderstanding and not knowing, being in the darkness, blind spot, about such a foundation of the Christian faith, the death and resurrection of Jesus, and how that appertains to us. That because he died and resurrected the glorious resurrection, that we too now, by virtue of the fact that we are born again and accepted him, we now are joined. We are accepted to share in that glorious resurrection of the Messiah, right? And yet we know too well it is the body that sleeps, right? Because I've already just done that small chat we saw there, right? So, in this place, the Lord was saying that he has come out. Now to rebuke the mistake, to rebuke the misunderstanding. You can see the chart over there for you, where glorification takes place. That's the body being redeemed. The soul is redeemed during the church age. Hallelujah. And so what do you pick from that alone? Just those two verses alone and the rebuke, the correction the Lord brought there. The Lord was saying that they who have died in Christ Jesus, uh, point number one, as you begin today, because of time, we're, we're going to run through them. That those who have died in Christ Jesus, in the Lord, they, by courtesy, courtesy of the Lord, remember He chose us, right? Remember the grace is you receiving that which you don't deserve, right? So there is no right over this, Right? By courtesy and merit. They, they are like merit, really. I don't want to use the word merit. By virtue of Christ's resurrection. Into everlasting life. He's saying that those who have died also benefit from the advantages of rapture. That's point number one. So now, that is so powerful because before we go to anything else, you realize that people have lost loved ones, right? And I know very well that some of you, of course, in your heart of heart, you're saying that, oh, yes, so-and-so died when they're born again, I'm going to meet them. But I think the greater thing there is, first of all, grand reunion with the Christ. Just to make sure we get our priority right, right? With the Christ. To meet the Lord in the air. If you had to look at the low-hanging fruits, that could have been one of them. The grand reunion with Christ, right? He says, as a matter of fact, those who have died in the Lord, they are given preference and they benefit first. That is verse 15. Verse 15, he says, again, First Thessalonians chapter 4, 15, he says, According to the Lord's own word, we tell you the truth that we who are still alive and are left until the coming of the Lord will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. Meaning, don't worry. They benefit first. 
And at that point, he opens up something very powerful. That this snatching of the church, look at this again. It's not a friendly snatching. I mean, it's a good snatching. He really loves you. But I'm saying, it's like the ego. When the ego normally wants to come and take a chick. And fly out. Right? So it's kind of a forceful snatching. That is serious. That means the Lord has seen that there is something coming. Out of the disposition of love, it takes you out of the theater. As we have seen, we have seen so much the prophecies have given. See what's happening in Ukraine, Israel, everywhere, right? So, they take advantage first. And the Lord was correcting this misunderstanding they had that the soul sleeps. Can we look at those scriptures that corrected that? The soul does not sleep, lives forever. So therefore, now if you look at your neighbor or yourself or your friend, whoever is next to you, each of these people are going to live eternally. So the wake-up call is there, I mean, there is, where are you going to spend your eternity? So this is very serious, you know. This is a very mighty thing. Just a moment before we move forward, even read those scriptures. Can I just flow a little bit? So, he's saying there is trouble in this age because people in this age have lived as though when they die, that's it. Yeah, that's it now. No accountability. I'll just go. Not at all. He said, for as long as the Lord has given you his life to live, life belonging to him. Hallelujah. He says, there is accountability, my Lord. Huh? Whether you accept Jesus or not, your soul will live eternally. And I'm going to eventually, look at this now, if I have time tonight, I'm going to distinguish for you eternal life and immortality from those who forever go for judgment in hell. I will make sure that at one point I distinguish for you. Of course, they don't take eternal life, so you can't say they are living forever. In fact, they enter eternal death. So we're going to see those things, right? But this is serious because sometimes you can watch an interview where a senior, very uh, billionaire or trillionaire, I'm saying in terms of dollars or whatever, wealthy person is being interviewed, say, what do you think will happen to you when you die? To your wealth. You say foundations and what have you and is running things, is trying to serve the environment, climate change and what have you. Those big things is trying to, to sustain HIV, AIDS, ARVs for developing world, to sustain large populations there, whatever. They are doing things, right? And then he's nailed down, they ask him, but what do you really think will happen to you now when you die? He said, I don't know. Maybe God will take me and throw me into the lake of fire somewhere and finish it. So, so you, you know that. And the Lord for sure will do that, right? These are not jokes. Whether you receive him or not, the misunderstanding has been this. People thought that when you die, you have died. So what? Not at all. He said, the soul lives on eternally. So you'd rather be deciding now where you want to spend your eternity. 
Because he's saying here that brothers and sisters, we do not want you to be ignorant about this fact. That those who sleep, he calls you sleep. Oh, please give me time. I'm going to bring up quite a lot of scripture where death is called sleep in the Bible. You'll see it runs through the Old Testament. Are we together? He is calling his sleep. In other words, he is saying that death is not the end. He is saying be careful now. It's not a termination. That when you die, you are terminated. So what? So okay, if that be the case, the sinners would have gone into a rampage of sin, right? They say, come on, Aisha, Aisha. They would have said that. But he's saying here that death is simply a passage. He's saying here that death is simply a door that is open into another realm. If you ask me, I would call it the realm of accountability. Hallelujah now, right? Well, now you have to really account to your maker. Are you ready to meet your maker? Hallelujah. Those tuned in globally and all over Africa, Uganda, Tanzania, everywhere. The Lord is saying that death is appointed to literally everyone that is alive now. Unless the rapture happens before you die. And he's saying that some people thought that when you die, you are just destroyed today. That's it. It's done. Annihilation, if you will. That you are finished. He said, no. When you die, he's saying through this scripture, these three verses here, that when you die, you simply pass now to another realm. Where either you enter heaven to celebrate glory, or you begin to give accountability in judgment. With a body that's prepared exactly for that. The Lord is saying here that there will be a generation, a last generation, we, that will not suffer the cruelty of death. We, remember we, and we who are still alive. Of course, they expected the rapture during their age, right? They expected that they are that last generation. But you know too well from Luke chapter 12, I will come back to again uh, 1 Thessalonians, Luke chapter 12, verses 35 and 40, you know too well, let me just put this for you, that the Lord tarried, right? 